Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I brew up all the marketing news, tactics, advice, tips, tools, whatever, into nice little podcast just for you. I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's get on with what's going on in the social media space. There's actually quite a bit going on uh, today. One is for Blab. Um, they actually have just updated, and I know people love Blab. Uh, they've updated with uh, publish an unlisted option, which is actually pretty cool to actually see that they're actually doing that. If you don't know what Blab is, Blab is a um, live streaming site, a little bit more professional, I would say, in terms of the live streaming industry, where you can have four different people talking about anything you want at all, just just about anything. Uh, I, I don't think there's really a limit to what you can talk about and it's gotten popular as well as the live streaming sites have gotten popular so it's it's been it's been chugging along uh they just updated that they recently they probably about a couple weeks ago redesigned their homepage as well so it's been interesting to see what's going on with uh that uh, you're probably wondering why I'm talking about this a little bit, but there's actually pretty good marketing reason to actually use this. One is to engage your audience that way with having experts talk about whatever really feel you are in. Um, I know it's really big in the social media realm of talking about that and marketing, but also in the text uh, realm as well. Uh, so it's one of those places where you can actually make a name for yourself, make yourself stand out, give advice to people, also just build your expertise. If it's solid advice, if it's not, well, you probably should redo it. Uh, my advice, if you're ever gonna actually do this, is do not try to sell something, or if you're gonna do this, at least say, this this uh, blab is sponsored by, and then give a reasons why, but don't try to be like, and if you want more experts, download this and download that. I'm just be careful about that. It's for free advice, and when you kind of put some marketing twist to it, it does get a little interesting. But onto the more bigger things is Snapchat yesterday updated their chat uh, to 2.0. Yes, 2.0. That means it's really robust. Uh, this includes uh, video calls. Uh, chatting as well, adding uh, bit strips or bit emojis, uh, which their acquisition of uh, bit strips is a smart one for them. Um, there's a wider range of things to do, and it's just making Snapchat even more appealing to people, marketers, brands as well. I've seen any place from HubSpot to Buffer actually on it now, and their profile pictures all have the Snapchat QR code. Fun fact, Snapchat actually made the QR code relevant again. Yes, the QR code's been around for a while. Uh, the businesses used it to get people to uh, use their smartphone and kind of look up additional information. The problem with QR code back then was that no one really knew where you're going to, and most people didn't really know how to use it. They would try to take pictures of it, and you, the 
tech people or tech people like us would be like, that's not how you do it. Because people didn't understand you had to download an additional app to actually read the QR code. You didn't have to take a picture. You just had to press the uh, start scanning and it would scan it and hopefully it would work. Uh, and eventually people were like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know if this could be malicious or not. There's just too many variables that it didn't really make it work. And it kind of just went... Ooh, popularity, nothing for a while. And then there came a way to uh, customize your QR code, and that kind of gave a little bit of blip for a couple of years, or that was a couple of years ago, I should say. And then now Snapchat is like, ooh, we're going to take this and do it ourselves. And that's how it actually made the QR codes really popular again, is that way. It's weird, it's kind of funny, but... That was actually genius because nobody was using it well. And Snapchat came on and said, we're going to use it in a way that people can connect with each other. And that's really, really smart. Uh, I have to give credit where credit is due when uh, you talk talk about Snapchat is that they actually reinvented the QR code to be functional. I know some uh, food places were trying to do that and other app companies were trying to do that with uh, food, buying food through that. But this, I think, was a better way of doing it. Uh, so a marketing standpoint, they made it almost a dead technology that nobody was using and made it so people could connect with each other. That's smart because, like I said before, nobody was using the QR codes effectively. I saw Best Buy for a while try to use it with their smartphones, and that just I no one actually used that. So it was ingenious to use an old tech that nobody was ever using well, effectively, and use it to connect with one another. So kudos to them on that. But it's interesting that they updated it to be a little bit more engaging and I think a little bit more functional for brands uh, to talk to uh, their users as well. It's going to be interesting to see what 2.0 actually offers for brands, but users as well. Uh, and how much of a rise Snapchat is still going to sustain because I think it's going to be a meteoric meteoric rise still for years to come. I do think Instagram is going to wane a little bit because of all the controversy that's going on. That's unfortunate. Instagram still is a great platform, but since, and I've always been weary when Facebook bought it, I was wondering when this would actually happen because it was going to happen. It was inevitable. Once they bought it, I'm like, they're going to implement Facebook-type marketing tactics, business tactics into Instagram eventually. And it was only a matter of time before they did it. Now, Snapchat, not owned by anybody. Uh, the co-founders are like, nope, we don't want to be owned. Uh, but like I said, 2.0 looks interesting, especially with the video chatting option. makes it even more appealing because basically you could almost chat with anybody through the app, don't leave the app, don't have to do a FaceTime, don't have to do Google. Hangouts, it's almost replacing every single thing, every like five different apps that you had to do before, it's almost replacing those in a way. Uh, but like I said, this is communication 2.0, I would say, uh, with what is going on with the tech space. Uh, is. Now, is WhatsApp and all those others still relevant? Of course. I still love Google Hangouts. I still chat with people through Google Hangouts as well. So it's not going away. But for the younger generation, this primarily might be what we see is going to be their communication protocols or their platform that they choose to use 
from then on. So it should be interesting to see how what this impact is going to be. It's still new. It came out yesterday. So I I, I am going to see like a interesting move with uh, with this and how brands are going to react to it. I'm pretty sure more and more are going to be on it. And you're probably asking, why am I not on it? Well, I'm one person doing five other social media sites plus writing blog stuff. Plus, uh, So I don't have as much time and I'm a god-awful artist. I cannot draw. That's just a fact. All right, moving on to Pinterest. Now, Pinterest is doing something interesting. Now, it's not really brought out to everybody quite yet, but selected brands can now do how-to pins. Now, that's a really cool thing. So if you want to know, like, how to repair a deck, uh, you could show that through the rich pan of how-to pins to do anything. Now, this would be great for people that are into DIY or that their profession is DIY, for programmers, app designers, people in the tech industry as well, especially for programs that maybe s- seem complicated to some people, this could be a great thing because it'd be like how to uh, do p- PowerPoint, how to uh, make a make an awesome uh, graphic through Photoshop, anything like that. Uh, this could be a really great thing. Now it's already starting this week to do how to bins are available through Android web, but iOS is coming soon, which is interesting, which is interesting because usually it's Android last and iOS, uh, first, but not, not. So what it is, is that in the rich pin, and this only is for rich pin pins. So if your pins are not rich pin, which is actually a really simple, a way of doing it. Uh, if you're using WordPress, just use Yoast SEO. Make sure your Pinterest page is business uh, certified, business okay, all that stuff. And then uh, just type in a URL address through the Richpin initiative and then click okay. And then if it goes through, then you're Richpin. It's the simplest process I've ever seen through a social media account. Um, but what it is, is how to make easy pizza has and this is for recipes. Since the new recipes for rich pins were uh, the ingredients first, uh, it'll show you the ingredients, um, and then it goes down to directions, and it'll show you step one, two, three, four, and so on and so forth. So this is going to be a lot more. Uh, you're going to think about a lot more of how you take pictures. Luckily, through Premiere, if you do have Premiere, uh, you can take snapshots while you're editing at the same time, which is actually a really handy thing. Uh, so this is actually going to be great for DIY food. I would say tech, if tech would ever get actually into it or anything that people are wondering how to do something. So if you're, so if you are really into that or exercise too, how to exercise effectively or how to do squats effectively, that is another thing too. So fitness, health, food, uh, tech, when tech, actually decides to jump into Pinterest, which is not quite yet. Uh, DIY, like Home Depot, uh, other DIYers as well. So for marketing purposes, you're going to think more about how do we turn some of these pins into how-tos and how do we do it well enough where we explain it, but have also have rich, great uh, pictures as well, because it's not just going to be you write, a list. You're gonna to have to do pictures as well, plus list. 
But this is just solidifying that the rich pins are getting even better, even richer. <laughs> so look out for that. Uh, I would try to see if you can get into it. I don't think there is a program to get into it yet. Uh, but I would see what these brands are doing. And it's going to be uh, Britco style me pretty greatest. Food.com and Home Depot and eHow are the ones that are going to do it in the United States. For uh, Europe, more importantly, France, Germany, and UK. And these are the only places that it's doing it right now. Uh, the how-to pins for Augment Finn Group, which is Dawanda, eSmarter, Marie Claire, IDs. I'm sorry if I'm totally butchering these. I'm not trying to. And Marrington, uh, and Spring Lane as well. Uh, so these are the only ones that are going to do it right now. Will these be pushed out to everybody? Of course it will, but not quite yet. Uh, you're just going to have to wait for that. Uh, but this is an interesting move for Pinterest. For businesses, this also has an added effect of allowing better engagement, especially if you're doing how-to stuff. And this will drive how-to pin boards a lot more just because you can't actually do that. So be on the lookout for that as well. And make sure that you can actually do that through your own marketing strategy as well. All right, for my SEO people, Google is redesigning AdWords. Uh, it is not gonna be available for everybody quite yet. They are specifically going after uh, social media agencies or any of those types of agencies, SEO agencies, all that other stuff. But they are trying, they are going to make it material design. Uh, they haven't really updated the program in 13 years. So when they did it, when they did the first redesign, uh, mobile was barely a blip. Uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Now it's a huge deal and they're going to be more focused on that. Plus it's going to be a lot easier uh, design, a lot better design, a lot more tools, a lot more insights as well. Uh, so it's just going to be a lot uh, better in general. Uh, but unfortunately, not everybody's actually going um, to use it. Uh, that's the unfortunate thing. Um, there will be something called overviews where you can see overviews uh, for uh, campaigns, ad groups, and ad levels. Uh, this what this does is shows a graphical snapshot of performance. Um, so you can kind of see what's going on with each one, where people are engaging your ads through Google AdWords. Uh, is it mobile? Is it tablets? Is it PC or desktop, laptop? Those types of things as well. Uh, so this would be great to see just kind of a snapshot of each one of those, uh, especially for the main metrics of clicks and conversions. Um, to be highlighted, which is even better. Um, so they actually are making it easier to read, uh, which is great since you don't have to go a lot of digging. But even if you are like an expert in AdWords, I mean, it's always great to have those little extra easier to read for your uh, clients, for your boss, or for whoever you're giving these reports to because you're giving these reports to somebody and somebody probably doesn't know how to read these very well. And so having those uh, easier to read insights. It's going to help you so much, uh, so much more. Um, now on the on the keywords view on the right, the navigation is again simplified with uh, 
tertiary nav options of keywords, negative keywords, search shown at the top of the window, and any non-keywords related notifications removed from the view. Now compare it with uh, the above, and uh, it's not as complex. Like I said before, they're streamlining a lot of this stuff to be not as complex as it has been before, because it's been super complex. Um, but like I said, this is not going to be for everybody. The open beta is going to be very targeted to social media businesses or social media agencies or the ones that use it the most are gonna get first crack at it. I will not get first crack at it, unfortunately. I would love to, but I will not. Um, but for marketing, PR, social media people, this, you should understand this, you should be aware of this, this is on the horizon. So be prepared for, for not an Armageddon type thing, but for a rejoicing of, hey, better insights, easier to read things for my boss, because that's more important than me trying to dig around and figure out which one they need to know. All right, here's another thing for businesses uh, to be well aware of. Twitter has added uh, descriptions to your pictures. Uh, now this is for the uh, visually impaired people to actually see the picture without seeing the picture. So what you do is you add, you have to turn on um, the, the settings for this and then you have a 240 word uh, character, not 240 word, 240 character limit to describe what the picture is about so they can use braille type uh, technology to kind of like give the visually impaired understanding of what the picture is actually showing because social media is visual, but there is a part of the community that can't really see uh, pictures or are visually impaired and can barely see it or that type of thing. So this is, this is a really good gesture for it. I would like to see this in other uh, social media places like Facebook, but Twitter's that's a nice job on Twitter's part, even the... I've never been huge on what Twitter's been doing lately, but this is actually probably one of the best things that they've actually done. Um, so how will this work? Uh, well, as before, you will have to turn it on uh, through the settings. And then, oh, sorry, it was a 420 character limit. I said 240, I was mistaken. It's 420 character limit. Excuse me for that. Uh, so you got a lot more. Um, now descriptions, uh, images using uh, Android or iOS apps, helping visually impaired get a sense of what images is about, despite not being able to see it. So, like I said, being able to describe the picture for the visually impaired to actually see it. Now, this is just uh, also an olive branch for Twitter to their app developers that they kind of uh, basically left hung out to dry years ago when they were trying to go public and they're like, nope, we're going to cut you off. You're not going to have as much access as you used to. And people and a lot of people, rightly so, were upset about that. So this is just another great way of doing it. I, I do like this feature. I think this is a great feature, and especially if you are in the business and you want to get as many people to follow whatever you're doing, your content. This just adds more people to the content. Yes, you're going to do a little bit more work to actually get this, but I think this is actually a really good step in the right direction for them. All right, and this is 
this is going to be my main crux of what I'm going to be talking about on the show today, and it's about Instagram. Now, Instagram has been going through an interesting little change phase, whatnot. Uh, they announced the algorithmic feeds to not a lot of praise, mind you, but if you don't know, and you pro- most of you probably do, is that face, uh, Instagram is owned by Facebook, and what they're doing is they're using a very Facebook newsfeed type style into Instagram. Now, um, once this was announced, a lot of popular Instagrammers were like, hey, follow, they made a graphic saying, turn on push notifications so you won't miss a thing. Now, if you follow all these popular ones and you have, let's say, five or six that you turn on the push notifications, you are gonna get updates like crazy. The problem with this type of marketing ploy or trying to get your community to always follow you so you can still be popular is they might readdress their your importance to them and say, you know what? I really don't wanna follow you anymore. I don't wanna be bombarded. I just, it, it just, your stuff just doesn't resonate or I don't care about it as much. So I'm just gonna unfollow you. And what that could do is have a negative effect on you. What you want to do instead, and this is for small and medium sized businesses, is make sure your content is good. Make sure that it's good enough for people to want to share. And instead of saying, hey, turn to the push notifications, say, hey, like this, so you can see more of this when the algorithm feeds prop up. Uh, that is a better way of doing it. Why? Because instead of your users being or your followers being bombarded by your updates and many others, they will just get it through their feet and they can check when they want to and you don't piss them off as much too. So that's a more well balanced approach. Now, would I say that you always need to be like, hey, click this? No, do it once. See if it resonates. If it doesn't, don't do it ever again and just focus on your content. The priority right now is to focus on your content and keep on focusing it and keep on building it until the algorithm feeds are coming. They aren't here yet. Instagram has said that they will tell everybody when it actually happens. Will there be a, still a huge hubbub? Yes. Uh, do I like it? No, I actually don't like this. I'm with the majority of other people where I would rather search for it on my own. However, I don't own the space. I'm renting it out. And the importance of owning your space is more prevalent than ever. This is just going to show that relying on social media is never a good idea. Now, supplementing it to support your own content is a better idea. So if you have a blog, that should be your main priority. Not saying that you shouldn't try your best to make the best content on all these sites, but your focus should be getting those people onto the sites and using other ones too, just not Instagram. If you are only doing one of them, you may be really, really popular, but if they change stuff like that, you you have no, you, you, you are just like, oh, well, I can't do it. You can't do anything. You can sign, you can do petitions on petitions.org. You can make a great hubbub on the other ones or even Instagram itself, but you still are beholden to their rule changes. 
So make sure you have a blog, make sure you have a site that you own that you can control so you aren't blindsided by their changes and rules because they are going to do it. They These businesses, just like yours, are out to make money. If they aren't making money, they aren't being successful. If they're, if they're not being successful, they are going to change something, something you may not like either. And that's just what you're going to have to deal with. That's why it's never a good idea, and a lot of them have done this, to say, hey, Try not to push notifications because this it could negatively backfire on you, especially if you update a lot. If you update a lot, don't do it because you're just going to make people upset and they don't want to be bombarded by your updates. Just say, hey, continue to like my stuff and you will see it type of a thing. That's a more balanced approach. You're not, you're not basically, there's less of a negative uh, response if it goes badly to that. Uh, it just could be people just ignore your content and then you have to refix that and make sure your content's great. Another thing on the horizon for Instagram or actually not on the horizon, they already they actually launched it yesterday is that they have made videos a lot longer. It, before yesterday it was 15 second videos you could record. Now it's 60, so you can record up to a minute. Uh now what would you record up to a minute? I don't know. You can get creative. I haven't searched my creativity yet for that. But this could be interesting, and it, and it looks like it's a push for Instagram to be a bigger player in video. They still haven't been a great player in video. Most people don't really watch videos on Instagram. It's still all about the pictures, which is what it was made for. That's what the platform was made for, even though they've had to change and be more open to video uh that's what they're that's what they're, that's what they're doing that's so for marketing purposes this could give you a lot more room to maybe build um branding for you build better videos have longer you can have 60 second testimonials if you want to a little bit more room to be creative and to actually hit uh, a meaning to it. I mean, you have a minute instead of 15 seconds. Um, but people do a really great job with six seconds and vines. So it's depending on what you're trying to do. You could also flesh it out and have maybe if you have a two minute long YouTube, do like a two parter on Instagram instead. And there you go. Um, that's just one of my ideas. But the implication is Instagram is trying its best to do better in video. Um, they added video counts as well, so they're just trying to push it more into it. Facebook has been doing a great job with it. Instagram has not really been as good with it. They've had amazing growth, but the videos, the plays have just not been as good as Facebook or any of the other ones out there right now. Now, Instagram also has announced that they will be doing uh, analytics tools for businesses. Now, this is actually a really great thing because people have been wanting this for a while. I'm looking to see a little bit more of scheduling outposts too. So I don't have to always be on this. I can just be like, I want this, I want this, I want this, and schedule it out. Um, what I'm going what I'm going to say is that they are eventually going to separate um, profile pages and business pages. Then you're what you're going to see. Once the algorithm feeds 
final launch is you're going to see organic reach for these business pages be be cut down. I would say around Facebook levels, which is 2% of your user base. So do not be surprised that months down the road, this they actually announced this as well. This is a ploy to make money off Instagram. They have done a great job of building the community. Now they want to make money off the community. And so that means that paying that uh, pushing back the organic reach on brands will make will supposedly make them want to buy ads so they can get their message out there. Now it could actually have a negative effect as well. We will see down the road because I don't really understand what their their algorithmic feeds are going to do. They said it's not going to be exactly like Facebook, but it's probably going to be similar to it. I still don't like Facebook's algorithmic feed, but there's nothing I can do about it because it's been around for a while and they aren't going to go back because they're making really a lot of money off of what they're doing right now. So the moral of the story is, A, um, for Instagram, uh, is do not pester your audience to turn on push notifications for you. Instead, ask them to like your pictures so they will see those types of things pop up in their feed. If you do the post notifications, be well aware that there could be a negative impact to that as well, that people could get really tired of it, people may not want to see it, etc., etc. Three, Instagram is for making money. This is what they are in, in it for. So they will change the rules to favor them making money. And the fourth one is have a site that you own. That does not mean social media. Social media is not your own space. You rent it out. The company gives you a little space and you rent it out and you can do some things, but you're still beholden to the rules that the social media company is giving you. So that means having a blog. That way you can control that space that you are in. I highly recommend uh, you can do Squarespace. You can do WordPress. I use WordPress. I love WordPress. It has a lot of great tools for it as well. They may change rules a little bit, um, but it's not really as draconian as Instagram is being or Facebook is being or any of the other ones. So I guess the long, 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 short moral of the story is do you own a space? And if not, why? Uh, That could be the question of the day for you as well. Do you own a space? If not, why don't you own it? All right. Now... That is the end of our show. I know it was a long-winded suspense surprise. I hope you guys have enjoyed it and tune in tomorrow, all you marketing gamers and social media gamers for Gamers Cafe, where I will go through all the gaming news and have commentary on the whole diversity thing. I don't like talking about it, but I feel like I'm always being pulled back into talking about it. It's not my favorite subject to talk about because it's so... It's so one-sided, it's so superficial in how we talk about it that I don't think people understand what diversity actually is. But I'm going to talk about it because someone recently was talking about it anyways. Um, so, that's what we're talking about tomorrow. If you like these podcasts, please subscribe to iTunes. Uh, I'm on Stitcher as well. I'm on Pocket Cast. I'm on Google Play Music Podcast if they finally actually release that to everybody. I'm not quite sure if they did or didn't. Um, also on social media, follow me on, uh, Facebook, digital coffee, 
uh, Twitter at DigitalCO77EE, at YouTube at Digital Coffee, uh, Google Plus Digital Coffee as well, and Instagram at Digital Coffee Podcast. I'm saying if I want to get into Snapchat, it's probably going to happen eventually because I'm probably going to have to do it and then figure out what to do with it. If you do like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee Podcast. All right, guys, let me know in the comments below about these questions I ask you. And if you don't know, it is do you own a space? If not, why? All right, guys, have a great day and see you tomorrow. Bye.